Oh, happy Hanukkah. Noah, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Less than two weeks until the draft. Dude, it's like, Let's what? Go. It's like 10 days now. Oh. Frick, it's almost single digits. I know. It's like torture. It, it really is, actually. <sighs> Especially Tickle me harder. Well, first off, welcome <laughs> to the Football's Life podcast. It's, yeah, it's, welcome to the Football's Life podcast. It's Eric and Noah again. Um, yep. I think I think one of the, one of the reasons why it's so painful this time of year is just the fact that everybody's exhausted all of the mock drafts. Everybody's exhausted all of the analytics, and so yep. basically all we see now on Twitter and all the other sites, it's just garbage. Like it's just clickbait garbage. Yes. Like I'm seeing people say that Trey Lance is their number one QB in the class. What? What are we doing? This is why you can be obsessed with fantasy football like we are and still have fantasy baseball in your life. Come on. Who is joining me uh, on the fantasy baseball So we're going to move on train? here. Next up, we got Trey. I mean, come on. I mean, we've already had some classic baseball fights. And when I Dude, say baseball fight, there's no, there's no fight in it. It's just... Two guys looking at each other, puffing their chest, going, yeah, F you. Yeah, and, F you. And the commentators yeah. screaming, they're about to scrap. It's going down. <laughs> and they're just like chewing gum. like just. And then, but, but you swear that everybody else believes the commentators on the field because em- out empties the bullpen, out empties the benches. Guys are like, yeah, let's do this. Wait, we're, what are we doing? Nothing. They need their exercise, the bullpen. They Seriously. Need their exercise. That is the warm-up. They're good to go. It's- Dude, especially those bullpen catchers, they get doughy, <laughs> real doughy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, don't even give me anyway, on that anyway. crap. All right, um, <laughs> we got a good one for you. We'll be going over six different trades. Uh, most of them are pretty pretty decent, actually. And yeah. then uh, that'll be followed up by looking at my team and then the champ from last year, Zach Viss. So things are looking good. Um, the votes, people actually voted pretty pretty quickly. Maybe a couple people didn't get get them all done, but um, we had enough to kind of know that a we're gonna be keeping the thirty dollar league fee, which by this time half of you guys have already paid, which is awesome. And then uh, no, you haven't. You suck. Um, oh, Drake was supposed to pay that for me. Oh well, he hasn't done that either. Shocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, I was super happy like no you've been a commissioner in leagues in the past like it, it can be very difficult to get a scheduled time that everybody agrees on for a draft oh my gosh it could be a nightmare you know why it's a nightmare is because like immediately you'll figure it out and you're like everybody's like oh yeah that works and then it'll be like two days before and there's like two guys that are like look i literally can't make it yeah <laughs> and what what is nice is that this is just a rookie draft. It's only four rounds. I have half the picks anyways. It doesn't matter. And then, <laughs> and then, and it's a slow draft. So like, we got eleven people saying yes. So sucks to suck. It's gonna happen. Um, Drake didn't vote on it, but I'm just gonna guess that it works for him because he's pretty pretty free with time. Um, so then we'll we'll do it. It's May 14th, the Friday. It's gonna be fantastic. I'll have the zoom up for that. Uh, but then, yeah, like Noah said, if crap happens and you can't make it, then you could be on your phone somewhere. Um, we can pause it for you. If you well, we're not going to. We're just going to eight-hour draft cycle. Dude, I've done it. I did the startup draft for this league. I did it during a wedding. Did you really? Like, I never knew that. I was I was in the front row of a wedding <laughs> while the ceremony was going That's on. That's impressive. I was drafting on my phone. It was exhilarating. I did a, uh, I did a redraft draft. Uh, like, f- man, this is like eight years ago, back when in one of your your leagues, and okay. my family yeah. was camping out in the boonies. So I took my parents' van, uh, suburban, and then I drove a little bit, and I told them, "Oh yeah, I'll be like an hour and a half, two hours, like just kind of <laughs> save save some dinner dinner for me." I was gone from four till eight on my phone. I had the car running to keep my phone charged. And I was on a speakerphone call listening to you guys while also 
uh, doing my own. That was when you guys did an in-person draft. Ah, uh, yes. one year. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My family was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for them. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, it's all about draft season. So Yeah, dude. I've made several picks pooping. I mean, that's a given. Oh, that's easy. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Uh, I'm tr- trying to think if I've done it in any weird spots. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, done uh, it as in, like, drafted while having sex. I was like, whoa. That's impressive. Oh, that dude, that'd be a new level. Yeah. That that would be impressive. I would be single. That would be impressive. The old dance with no pants. <laughs> nope, that yeah. is gonna be great. Um the old shaking and baking. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to where these landing spots are. A few of you have talked to you already where I'm stressed out. Robin and probin. And, oh gosh. Sorry. There's <laughs> I'm really hoping that these running backs go to some good spots. Yeah. No, if I yeah, if I it, if I pass on Travis Etienne, would you trade up for him? Uh, I can't disclose that information. What about at the one hundred five that I have? Mm, doubtful. Okay. Okay. Doubtful. That's right. I'll take. Do you think like? Yeah. I, I think like it's going to be really interesting because like, if those top three guys just all three of them just land in terrible spots. What are the t- like, like top three running backs? Yeah, like yeah. Williams, Harris, and ETN. Like if they all land in just trash spots, like they could really drop in in mocks. Yeah, I'd probably still take Williams and and Harris. I'd probably not pick ETN. I know that hurts you, but it does. It does. <laughs> That's okay though. Yeah. That's okay. Because because talent, in my opinion, we've learned the hard way. Talent usually beats landing spot. Yes. Doesn't always happen right away. But it eventually does. Yep. So eventually wins out. Now, first things first, we can dive on into it. We have uh, six trades. Starting with, uh, I believe it was Clay and Bulkama. Noah, do you got that for us? No. Okay. You're completely wrong. TJ and Jay Cozier. Um, oh, TJ... yeah. I was looking too far ahead. Yep. Thank you. No worries. No worries. That's why you're TJ... here, man. I know, right? Just correct you and stuff tj received tyler boyd and the 304 and jay cozier received juju smith schuster and aj dylan aj yuck yeah i think people really were excited because we all kind of figured aaron jones wouldn't resign with the packers but he did resign with the packers is the weird thing so, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, Tyler Boyd for Juju and A.J. Dillon for the 304. Well, I mean, and I mean, I feel like Tyler those Boyd are, and those Juju are both kind Smith-Schuster. of like straight swaps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just going to say Tyler Boyd and Juju Smith-Schuster both have, like, young guys on their team that people are excited about as far as above, wide about receivers Claypool above and them. Higgins? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I I think the big difference here, and, and this is why – even though I hate AJ Dillon, um, I think you do. I think people You're a huge hater. Yeah, I think people should have sold him before there's even a chance of Aaron Jones resigning because Dillon's name was. People were trading him for mid first rounders. I'm not even joking. You, I was seeing it online. Yeah, like that's yeah. insane. Um, yeah, but Juju's only with the, with the Steelers one year, and then he's going to be a free agent and could possibly go to a better landing spot with the market being high too. With the hopefully the salary cap going up. Whereas Boyd's pretty much locked in there for, I think, three more years. Um, so, I just... Yeah, Higgins is just going to shadow him, in my opinion. So, I, I would lean Juju's side, personally. But I think it's I think it's fine either way. Anything can happen with those guys. Yeah, same here. I think it's fine either way. It doesn't matter to me a ton, I guess. I, I think I would lean the Boyd side just because of the quarterback situation, probably. Yeah, I can see that. I don't... I but if know. Juju got a really way. good landing spot, then I think it flips. But if Juju gets a terrible landing spot, then we're probably both really heavy on the Boyd side. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up. You and Bulkama, you received um, a 2022 first-round pick. That is DeYoung's first-round pick. And a 2022 third-round pick, which is TJ's third-round pick. In exchange, Bulkama received his own first-round pick 
in 2022. So if we were just assuming the teams right now, which is not a safe assumption because they changed so much in this league, you would think that you are trading back a little bit and picking up a third, and Bolcom is receiving a likely top-end first-round pick. Yep. I'm guessing that was the thinking between both of you, probably. Yep, and I, I, I think it's good for Bolcom because I, 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 as a person that's held a lot of first-round picks in his day, um, when you hold your own first-round pick, you you want to still be competitive because the league is set up in a way that I like that the first round, the one-on-one is decided by winning the loser's bracket. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think this is good because then now Bulkama kind of holds his own destiny a bit. And if he wants that one-on-one, he's got to make some good moves this offseason and during the regular season to improve his team. And uh, and he can go out and fight for it. So I think that's a, a pretty good thing. And then, yeah, DeYoung's a, definitely a, a risky one because he's got a solid squad. But if the cards don't fold correctly for him and um he misses the playoffs he's got a really good team that if he's in the loser's bracket he could win that 101 so it's a it's a risk for the biscuit scenario and then i you get that third on top so yeah kind of same as the first one honestly Uh, both sides are good yeah i like it all right next one is between clay and bulkama this one a little more interesting clay receives dak prescott and he gives Bulkama Deshaun Watson and the two oh eight. Interesting. Interesting. We all know that Deshaun Watson is in a pot. He was started in a pot of water and he was just chilling. But that water's been heating up and it's And it's not boiling. a hot tub. It ain't a hot tub. No, it's not a hot you tub. You ain't a lot of pee I in mean, this thing. No, you could pee in it if you want, but it's not gonna make much difference. It's, it's gonna make anyway. your scenario worse. Yeah, yeah. It does so, seem like it's getting a little bit better, though, not going to lie. I haven't been paying attention to it lately, to be honest, but, yeah, I don't know. It's risky. It's risky. For me, I I see it from both sides. Um, Clay wants to compete, and so Watson's his number one QB, and he does not want to risk it for the biscuits, so he's going to go to Prescott, who, when healthy, is a top five fantasy quarterback. So yep. that makes sense for him. Uh, and then I love this for Bulkova because he's in the perfect situation to take on this risk. Yep. If, if it doesn't for work his out, team. if it doesn't work, it's really not the end of the end of the world because guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, even like these guys go in the second round of rookie drafts. And so mm-hmm. he, he can, if, if Watson is gone, he's, he's never going to play again. You know, it sucks and you, you lost on the trade, but you can make that up with a QB later. Um, but in the meantime, if he comes back and he's fine, you got, in my opinion, a younger and better quarterback. That's just kind of in a crappy situation, but you can wait for that to change. And then you get a 208 this year, which the 208 is going to be not too bad. So, yeah, yeah I, I think this yeah. is a fantastic trade for Bokuma. Yeah, he's in the perfect situation to take on that risk. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that situation resolves in a positive way because yeah it got Ugh, it, it got dicey yeah uh if if the accusations are true then that's that's a shame that's a shame mm-hmm. but we we don't know we don't know yep. all right the next one um tj and jake ozier uh tj received uh two 2022 first round picks one of them is yours eric and the other one is laser dude so one of them is the 101 and the other one's the 112 <laughs> i don't know about all that um and jake Cozier gets david montgomery how cl- claimed by you to the recipient of david montgomery has lost in every trade so far badly so i actually do agree with that real it's three for three whoever trades for montgomery gets destroyed like they just get raked over the coals what are we doing oh, what are we gosh. what are we doing uh, <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> yeah um i'm not a fan of it i do think david montgomery will be good this year he'll be productive he'll be solid um 
But to be honest, even at his ceiling, I don't know if he's worth two first rounders. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> like, like you're you're talking about like trading Montgomery in the range of like a Nick Chubb or like an even like Aaron Jones or like Jonathan Taylor would be probably two first and something a little extra. But like, man, the. This is trading for Montgomery above his ceiling, actually. So, yep, <sighs> not, yeah, it's I, not good, Bob. I feel like, I feel like Montgomery is like a plague. Is like the picture on the menu. Like you look at the picture mm, on the menu, and mm-hmm. you're like, that that looks awesome. Yeah. And then the plate comes, and you're like, uh. It's like half the size yeah, yeah. of the well, picture. It's, it's like when you go through the drive-thru at <laughs> McDonald's. You see like the, yeah. their Big Mac, and you're like, dude, that thing that thing looks juicy and succulent and just well put together. And then you yep, open the like box me. that they yep. give you. <laughs> nice. And then they open the box that they give you, and the patty's like squished and like halfway off the bun. <laughs> the lettuce looks all disgusting and falling all over the place. Yep. And you're like, how? how is this what I got? Like yep. You're just sitting there confused. That's, yeah. That's Montgomery. Yep. yep. I uh, it, it's not like wildly lopsided. I'm just not a fan of it. You know, it's just not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest thing is like, my biggest thing if 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 Zach Viss was trading and gave this much for Montgomery, I would say okay because he's trying to repeat, and Montgomery is going to be a solid running back especially for this year, but maybe for sure. the next two years. And so Viss wants to win next year. He wants to make it happen. So I could I could see it. You're going all out for the repeat championship. Makes sense. But Jay Kuzir, ah, oh, he, yeah. he acquired all these first-round picks, and it's very apparent, and I think everybody else has figured this out too, he doesn't want to make draft picks, and he doesn't care about rookies at all. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like he's getting bad value for those rookie picks that he's getting rid of. Um, and so he's in a spot like, like DeYoung is. We're going to talk about Jay Cozier next week a lot more, but he's in a spot like DeYoung where he's got no draft picks for the next three years. So he's got to win with what he has, and he has a lot less than what DeYoung has, in my opinion. So um, I just think this is rough. Um, I do think it hurts uh, – it hurts TJ's chances this year at winning, though, because Montgomery's a great depth piece that he had uh, yeah. for bye weeks in case of injuries. So, yeah, no, that's, that's actually dangerous. very, that's actually very well said. Because, like, yeah, for somebody like this, it would make a lot of sense because if Montgomery performed at his floor, you know, which might be I don't know RB mid twenties, yeah, would you say probably twenty three or something like, like that. Yeah, like it it would suck, but like it it wouldn't kill him and you know, if he's you know, returns his value, then that's just, you know, gravy on the biscuit for Viss who already has a stacked roster. If, yeah, if you told you me that Montgomery finished as RB11 this next year, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me too much. And so like that could be a super valuable piece. But Jay yep. Cozier does not need that. Um What's yeah. the Bears offensive line situation. They got Jermaine Fetty on the right side. That's all you need. Oh to know. man, <laughs> who's actually well, a pretty good run blocker. Well, they put him at guard, <laughs> and it's really, really helped him because for pass protection, yeah. when he was at tackle, guys were oh way too fast for him, and he was Mister Clutch and Grab. It was so annoying. Oh my goodness, the amount of holding calls. Because he's a mauler, but he can only move forward. <sighs> he can't move back yeah. and lateral. Oh. He can't. Yeah. I, I, I think he it's going to be about on par, if not a little better this year for the Bears at, at line. Um, but Andy Dalton has well, – we have yet to see if that is an upgrade or not. <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> Judging by your laughter. Um, oh, man. It's a wild card. <laughs> oh, man. When you're like, Trubisky, we're going to let you walk. We're going to bring in, you know <laughs> – the red the rifle dip, dipped in ketchup yeah yeah dude trubisky must Oof. know as soon as they replaced him with dalton like trubisky and his agent are like okay we ain't getting a starting gig anywhere just find me a good backup job like that's <laughs> they know it <laughs> oh yeah 
No. Uh, so yeah, I know. I think I think we kind of nailed it, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm curious to see if if Jay Cozier can take kind of a ragtag team and and compete because what was it? I think it was this past year we kind of talked about that way with with Dykstra where we were saying how yeah. we thought he traded too many of his elite guys and that he was tearing that thing down to the to the studs and we we didn't like his ragtag team and he did really well last year so um we'll see if Jay Cozier can can do the same yep so the next one was kind of uneventful this and Bolkema this gets 2022 fourth Bolkema gets a 2022 fourth and Devin Fungus. Not much to see there. Um, the last one is <laughs> me and TJ. Me and TJ. <laughs> Just skipped right over. Um, <laughs> I, I received the 110 and a and his 2022 first round pick, and he received the 108 and the 210. So. I move back a little bit. He moves up a little bit. I take his first. He takes my late second this year. Yeah, yeah. Just a this one. This one pref- took a little bit for me to think about. Uh, well, processing. Did you journal about it? Yeah, I just kind of studied a bit of what I liked. Because if I'm honest, how many pages in your journal did it take? Seven in my mind, but two on paper. That's fair. Yeah. That that makes sense. But yeah. But yeah, I. I'm a little curious, and I texted TJ, and and it, it sounds like he oh. he kind of has his guy that he doesn't want me or you to take, and he thinks that he can get him at eight. Um, Is he a golden gopher? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, that would fit with the homerism. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I I think I really I like this trade a lot for you. Um, I don't see a huge difference this year between the eight and the 10. Um, especially cause let's be honest, you need running back. I don't think a running back is going to be taken at eight or 10. I mean, eight or nine. So it shouldn't really affect you that much. So uh, I, I think it's great cause you're at minimum, you're moving up around basically on the second to next year's first. Yeah, Absolutely. And so that was the thing is, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. The, yep. the, the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah, I could be concerned about is maybe next year's class isn't that strong. And then you're kind of yep. like, eh, but, but even then it's only two, two picks you're moving back. So, um, yep. I think this is great. And then for TJ, he sounds like he's got a guy and he's really wants to go get him. And we've always kind of stood by this where if it's, if you want to go get your guy, then, then make it happen. And yeah, you can't really say, can't really complain about it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who his guy is. Yep, yep. Got a couple ideas, but I have to wait and figure it out. That's it on the trades. Yeah, do you, I, we talked about this last year, how when we did a Zoom draft, like we kind of plan on doing it again this year, rookie draft, we had a lot less trades than we did when we just did the slow draft, no Zoom call, yeah. nothing, because... There is a little bit of pressure when it's your turn and you're on the Zoom call. Everybody just wants to see who you pick. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I I'm, I kind of want to just do a little like little forewarning of let people take their time. If if they got the the 107, 106, and they want to kind of s- smell it out and see if there's any offers around or or maybe make some moves and entice people, uh, let's try to allow that because. Yeah, draft tra- draft pick trading and trades during the draft are so spicy. Um, oh, so much fun. So, yeah. Uh, the goal, obviously, though, if we can get as many people to do it, uh, I would love to see us get through for sure round one on the 14th. But if we can get through two rounds, that'd be fantastic. And then, and then we can kind of just slow draft over the weekend round uh, three and four. But, but yeah, no. You want to... Dive on into the two teams that we're breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. So we are breaking down you and Zach Viss today. And you said you want us to start with me? Yep. We're going to start with you. Okay. So 
We'll start. Uh, we'll go straight into draft picks. I feel like that's the easiest one to go with first. Uh, so if we go all the way back to 2018, I unfortunately had the 101, and I done goofed with that 101. <laughs> <laughs> not because honestly not because the guy sucked or like fell off a, he just was never healthy and that that doesn't really relate to any fantasy points so odell beckham jr at 101 kind of a flop um but you know i i've in your opinion you can correct me if I'm wrong if i flipped odell and Devonte adams and i picked adams at one and odell at 212 i think i'd be okay with it so um yeah so yeah, Adams at at two was fantastic. I'm fine with Mixon at three, especially when the guys that went ahead of him at running back were Devonta Freeman and Jordan Howard. Um, and then Sony Michelle at four was a big bust. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. The theme for me from my whole team review, and we'll get later into this with like trades and stuff like that, but this is with ad drops too. Out of everybody in the league, I think I'm the most polarizing, where it's just they're either home runs or absolutely struck out looking. Like, I am i can't just be average. I'm either the worst or the best. So it's a, a little frustrating, yeah, you, but. You strike out looking in fantasy baseball, that's negative points. Yeah, so no, yeah. no bueno. That's what I'm talking no about. Bueno. That's my problem. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, other than that, 2018 – was really just a lackluster draft. The only other like notable good pick was I f- took a chance on James Conner, who was the handcuff to Lev Bell at the time at pick 21.1. And then about three weeks later, I dropped him for a no-name piece of junk, and James <laughs> Conner became the starter. So good on me. Uh, jumping to 2019... I only had two picks. Surprisingly, I was not heavy on that draft. And I felt like I did one good pick and one bad pick. I got Justice Hill at the 207, which ended up being a worthless pile of dung. And then uh, <laughs> and then at 209, Marquise Brown dropped to me. And to be honest, I'm I'm still really happy about that pick. And I, and I think it was really solid. Uh, yeah. There's guys like Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler... Uh, Mikol Hardman, even Nikhil Harry at 104, like a lot of receivers ahead of him that that I would take Brown over all of them still. So, uh, and then last year, last year was a little bit of a mixed bag. I had uh, DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins, but they were kind of no brainers at the time. And then I'm I'm still pretty psyched about Denzel Mims at 203. My big flop, I can admit it, was Jalen Rager. Um, wasn't as bad as the flop of Henry Ruggs one pick later, but uh, Jalen Rager was pretty bad, especially when you see a guy like Justin Jefferson picked four picks later. It kind of feels bad. Not going to lie. Hurts my feelings a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so draft has kind of been big fat shocker. It's been up and down for me, but um, yeah, it's been it's been all right. So now add drops. Uh, once again, I talked about it already. The James Conner drop in 2018. That one's painful just because of what he became. Guys were literally getting first round. Like some guys were getting a first and more for James Conner. And I let him go for free. Uh, for ads, I had Tariq Cohen, which was fine. Uh, Johnu Smith was a good one that I picked up two years ago. And then Mark Andrews is kind of my one just diamond pickup. You don't see a lot of top-end guys that get just picked up off of waiver wires. Um, so he was the the kind of diamond in the rough. Uh, any any comments for ad drops or anything, the drafting that you saw or noticed when I was explaining things? No, you, you hit it right on. Okay, I'll go to the older trades, and then I'll let you take over for 2020. Uh, okay. 2018 I only had two trades one of them I thought I won pretty well and the other one big shocker I lost miserably so we'll go to the loser one it was between me and G money I was really high on two rookie running backs that year and their names were Deonta Foreman and Darius Geis yeah man this hurts to look Ah. back on 
Luckily, like I traded, I traded those guys. I traded for them, and I traded away Sony Michelle and Ronald Jones in a third. So it's not like okay. I traded away yeah. studs. But Michelle and Jones have actually played football and done stuff. <laughs> Foreman and guys have been literally zeros. Man, that's yeah. not good. Um, yeah. I think I slightly made up for it. I got uh, Aaron Jones and James Washington for Robbie Anderson, a big fat guy named Rob Kelly, and a se- <laughs> and a second and a fourth. So I was pretty I was pretty pumped about that to get uh fat, Aaron Jones. Fat Rob. Fat Rob is yeah. you're not you're not gonna lie. Uh moving on to two thousand wasn't planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to two thousand nineteen. Uh I dude, I don't know what's wrong with me. Apparently I didn't like picks in two thousand nineteen. I traded away my first for Larry Fitzgerald, a second and a fourth. Ouch. Not good. Um I got a second. Get this. I got an early second. I'm pretty sure it was it was like the 204 or something like that. For Nelson Eglor, Matt Breda, and John Kelly. Not bad. Now, okay, Noah, this is this is one of the big ones. And I laugh okay. about it because of when it happened, the reaction. So <laughs> I remember texting you about it. And you I think I even called you because I was at your parents' house with Drake when this trade went down. Actually, before. were you you might have been visiting too. You might have been at your parents' house. I don't remember. Okay. Because I still don't know what you're talking so about. So this trade went down <laughs> and everybody thought that I wiped the floor of Dykstra. And now looking back, I lost this trade so bad. So I received OJ Howard, Baker Mayfield, and DJ Moore. Um OJ Howard. Oh, yes. OJ Howard had a solid rookie year. Everybody thought it was gonna be great. Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year. Everybody thought it was gonna be great. DJ Moore had a great rookie year. Everybody thought it was gonna be the next cat's meow. And then I gave away Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Austin Hooper in a second. Now, if we were to be honest, this trade is basically I got DJ Moore and Dykstra got Devontae Adams in a second. Yeah. That was not even close for me. Holy no. Yeah. I freaking crapped on. I remember Drake looking at me and being pissed. And he just kept on saying how Dykstra is an idiot and how he has no idea what he's doing. He's killing his team. And I just like raked him over the coals. Not so, my friend. Not so. Man, that. Holy blue hair, Dr. Rick. That's a, yeah. Not That Ooh. one hurts. Uh, Noah. Yeah. I made a trade with you. I was high on this guy named Rashad Penny, and I got him and a first, and I gave you Aaron Jones and a third. Uh, Thank you. Let's be honest. That basically turned out to be a mid to late first that you gave me, and I gave you Aaron Jones and a third. Thank you very much. That next season, Aaron Jones was running back two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, This one makes up for a little bit. I got the eventual... 2020 101 and i traded away drum roll please marcus mariota kiki kuti and a third yeah yeah that was not too good bob not not good uh do you remember this one i got i traded away carry on johnson for three firsts and matt breda oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) those oh man those firsts ended up being because they're all for 2021 they ended up being the let me just double check they ended up being the 102 the 104 and what was the last one and the 109 102 104 and 109 for carry on johnson wow (laughs) yeah that was pretty good um, holy cow yeah outside of that 2019 oh i got tyler lockett for crowder in a second and third that was pretty good that's good it's crowder ball though yep. but yeah no there's uh, like i said there's a common theme here i either win by a good margin or i lose horribly bad there's very mm-hmm. few trades that i had um where i felt like i i kind of pulled even so Noah, hit up 2020. What did you see for trades? 
All right. In 2020, you made 18 trades. Um, here in the trades I evaluated, I think I involved some from this season as well. But some of the I wrote a bunch down actually. Um, this one I thought was good for you when you traded with DeYoung. Yeah, buddy. And you got two first round picks and a second round pick. Really? You thought okay, okay. Yep, yep. And DeYoung got the got a first round pick which he used to get Jonathan Taylor. No, he got uh CEH. It was the 101 for C-E-H. the yep. 6 and 7, I think. Yes, sorry, you're right. I was looking at this wrong. 7 and 8. <clears throat> um one of the bad ones is when you got Sterling Shepard and three second round picks and you gave DeYoung Russell Wilson and a few late picks. Didn't think that one was great. So you thought that one was um, a negative? Yes. I, I still did. look at that trade as a win, personally. Yep. I think it was a negative. Do you like Russ that um, much? Yep. Gotta love Russ. He's on my favorite team. So. Same here. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, this one. Uh, when you got two first-round picks and a third-round pick, and you gave Bulkama Michael Gallup. Oh, that one's a good that one. turned out. Yep. Very good for you. Um, and although, like, he got great value for him, I still think this trade, like, when it happened, I was, like, freaking pissed. Are you, are you talking, about, was are you talking about the Chubby one? Yes. When you got Nick Chubb and you gave Dykstra two first-round picks and a third-round pick. You know, and again, I had the same it, feeling. It's, yeah. It's good value, but still, it's just. Yeah, that's that's great for you. I actually I did not like. put that as a win because well, I agree with you. I think he got really good value. Yep. yep. Now, did he pick the right guys when he picked Henry Ruggs? No. But, nope. like, Justin Jefferson was there. I would have picked Cam Akers there. And so you're telling me Cam Akers, a first and a third for Nick Chubb? That's not bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, another one that was very good for you is when you got a first round pick, which ended up being the one hundred and one, oh, and yeah. you gave Clay Dallas Goddard. Yeah, very very good. Um, another one uh, with Bulkama, you received Carson Wentz, and you gave him Sterling Shepard, Drew Locke, a second and a fourth. Yep, that's very good for you. Um, there's two bad bet- ones that I'm shocked you haven't said yet. A bad one that I thought, you might not agree, but I thought is when you got Lamar Jackson and you gave Clay DeAndre Swift in the 202. That's one year. of the worst ones for me. I hated that yep. trade. Oh. <laughs> um, Remember when everybody said I won that trade too? Yeah. When people tell me I, I in, win. Including it, myself. Yeah, including, including you. Myself, when people tell yeah. me I win trades, I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> because I lose them so badly in a year. Oh, that one hurts so bad. Yep. Uh, Good one when you got Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Gave Clay Tyler Lockett three hundred nine in a first round pick. I thought I, at the time I thought I heavily overpaid because remember, yes, Lockett went. You were nervous. He went off like the first four or five weeks. Yeah, Russ was cooking. Russ was cooking. Yeah. What yeah. What about the OBJ pick? And in my opinion, I lost that one pretty badly too. I'm not even looking at that okay, one. Okay, so I gave I I received what it was a first rounder that turned out to be the 105. And then I gave up OBJ a second in 2023 and then this year's 202. That's bad. Mm, OBJ yeah. 202 and a second in the future for 105. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. I agree. Mm. So yeah, that's all the trades I put down. As far as your roster right now, I have your strengths as your your starting running backs. Very good. I uh, love that. Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins. Um, and <laughs> another strength I have is your draft picks. <laughs> good Lord. Holy cow. 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 109, and 112. And 204. Holy balls. <laughs> 
Yeah, your roster is going to change a lot. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I think you are weak at wide receiver more in the depth department, but you are weak at wide receiver. I'm guessing that's going to change. Yeah, it's going to change. In a few weeks. Yeah. Um, also, your tight ends. Um, that might that change. might change as well. <laughs> uh, I have no idea who we're referencing uh, there, but uh, fire pit. Uh, I was pissed when I saw that you picked up Eno Benjamin. By the way, because I really like him, I didn't even know he had been dropped. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, but, why didn't you just put a bid? I got him for free. I know. I did not know he had been dropped. Yeah, I was a little surprised <sighs> when Eno got dropped too. Uh, anyway, but yeah, and like. I mean, there's not much like what would I do kind of thing because it's like you have so many draft picks. You can do whatever you Well, what you would you want. do if you had like, my draft picks, Noah? I would use them. <laughs> I would use them. I, I, would, <laughs> I would use them. Hey, really? Hey, that's saying something in this league. They get traded like hotcakes. <laughs> Good Lord. That is saying something. We have some people that are allergic to making draft picks. Yeah. Um, okay. No, but I, I would listen though. I would listen wh- while you're on the clock because that's when you're going to get the most value possible. Yeah, I am tempted to just do like so. the big, big power move and just go bam, 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 bam with the first five. But yep. I do agree. I think I do know. Listen, but okay. And then, like you said, we can all be on Zoom and be all awkward and be like, "Hey, Eric's on the clock," and Eric, you can be like, "Hey, Clay, check your phone." And Clay's like, "What?" <laughs> He's you're like, "Check your phone." He's like, "I don't have anything." Okay, check it again. Oh, I got something. What do you think of that? Dude, what? And we can all watch awkwardly as I'm guessing, two people discuss a trade. I'm guessing what's <laughs> going to happen is uh, the boys are going to meet in Iowa, and they're going to get on the lulls of the draft. They're just going to start like sports betting and like do like, <laughs> yeah. do, like gambling yeah. on their phones and whatever yeah. the slots that they did last year. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the crap they do. But there'll be some of that. I wonder if TJ will come on this year, and then we'll be like, "Was it TJ? You're muted. Oh wait, you're not muted. No, he's just grinning he's just, at the camera." <laughs> Wasn't he with family or something last time? I don't know. What's some lame crap excuse? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, I'm. If if you had the one on one on one through one on five, as of right now, who are you picking for your first five people? Oh, gosh, you're going to put me on the spot like that? You don't have to if you can decline, but I, I feel um, like you're far enough away at one at 110 that it's okay. I would, it's, for sure, I would for sure take Najee and ETN. Okay. Um, you like ETN more than I do? I do. I do love ETN. No secret there. Um, I do like Williams, but I like Najee and ETN more. Um... Outside of that, uh, Jamar Chase. Um, I think that one's kind of obvious. Um, this is perfect. We get it. We're we're getting a sneak peek of Noah's big board. <laughs> Devonta Smith. He's a polarizing guy. I'm, Gosh, he is. He we're is. Gonna be, we're going to be talking. So ne- the next week, and next week we got. Uh, we got Jay uh, Cozier and Clay. We're going to do their their teams. And then after the NFL draft, we'll be doing a rookie kind of rookie draft podcast. And I'm kind of excited to see how that one looks. And then for my fifth one, like just the more and more I look at it, like I will be shocked if we go past 105 and Kyle Pitts is not taken. He's climbing. The, mo- the more and more I look at it. So, yeah, there's – there's my top five, not necessarily in that order, but Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, and Kyle Pitts. Interesting. I like it. That's I like what I'm it. going with. Yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, like you said, my team's going to change so much. Who knows what's going to yep. – anything can happen. I, I would love to ask you, but I don't think you're going to give that information no. up right now. No, because I want I want Clay, G-Money, and TJ sweating. At who's gonna drop it? Especially Clay. <laughs> I want to keep Clay looking fresh. But interesting. Dra- interesting. The draft is gonna either make or break my life. If uh, especially day two, <laughs> that Friday when all the running backs get picked, I'm either gonna be the happiest dude ever. That's actually my anniversary as well. It's my fifth anniversary. Um, my, my wife. <laughs> my wife was really gracious. 
Uh, I have the evening free. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Good we'll Lord. be hanging out in the afternoon and then on, uh, on Saturday. So, man, happy anniversary. <laughs> Come on, Javante Williams. Luckily, I have a wife who loves to watch the draft with, with me. So. Yeah, my wife couldn't give a crap. <laughs> Not a problem for me. <laughs> All right, let's dig into Zach Viss here. Okay. We got... Um, Notable ad drops. This is just what's kind of weird is, and and I know you kind of more dig into just the recent stuff, but like, yep. I was curious of how does Zach Viss get because if if people don't know, in the first year, two thousand eighteen, uh. he finished last place in the whole league. He had tied for the worst record with Laser Dude, but he had the least amount of points for. It. So he went from last place, worst team to first place in three years so i was curious how the flip that happened and it was really funny like he really he kind of like it, it actually shows like the 2018 he kind of sucked like bad trades bad picks bad draft picks 19 it was kind of meh and then we'll get to 2020 something clicked in this dude's brain <laughs> And I hate when that happens. I don't know what happened, but like it wasn't draft picks. It was just trades in 2020 before the season started. This just made every correct trade possible and turned his team around. So add drops. He had no huge drops, either good or bad. Um, but he had one in 2018 where I kind of gave it to him. It was John Brown because uh, he's been a solid depth guy. Yeah. So yeah. I gave it to him, but um, yeah. Otherwise, there wasn't really much for ad drops. Uh, for picks, 2018, he started it off with Love Bell in the first round, and that was very unfortunate because a few, I think it was only a few weeks, maybe a month or so later, Love Bell holds out and he's never the same. Uh, also drafted Lashawn McCoy in the third. Yikes. Zach Ertz had about one or two good years, and then he's trash now. Like, literally, good picks for Viss. Keaton Allen at the 2-7. Calvin Ridley at the 9-6. Chris Carson, 10-7. And then Dak Prescott in round 12. Um, that pretty much sums up his whole draft. Yeah. So, uh, nothing, like I said, nothing monumental. 2019 rookie draft. He hit on DK Metcalf because he's a Seahawks homer and he was extremely jealous of, of Metcalf's body and had to have him. That's basically yep. what happened, and it turned out really freaking good for him. Um, yeah, and then bad picks. He didn't really have anything crazy bad. Didn't really see nothing. 2020, he might as well not have been there. He got the three, <laughs> the 308, the 402, and the 403. DJ Dallas, Devin Asiasi, and Michael Pirine. Enough said. Nothing happened. Um, and then this year, he's got the 412. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, he's not going to be like Jay Cozier and, and draft James Robinson at the 412. Let's please know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it wasn't through drafts. Like, his drafts were pretty uneventful. Uh, and then, like I said, trades didn't start out great. So, 2018... He had uh, one good good trade, and it was with you. No, we went over it last week, where he suckered you by giving you John Ross in a third, and then you gave him a first-rounder. Um, yep. But then the other trade I have as a loss, and that was giving up the 102 for Kenny Stills, Rob Kelly, and a couple of late seconds. It was like 211 and 212. Um, not good for the 102. Not good at all. Yeah, he got me on that stupid John Dude, Ross. Dude, you were in love ah. with John Ross. What the crap's wrong with you? Dude, I was. Yeah, yeah he 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 Jake Pauled me for real. <laughs> Jake. Yeah. Dude, by the way, do you think that fight was just rigged or is crap or what? I don't know. I don't care about boxing or fighting Dude, to me. I just can't get the image. There's the video of of Ben Askren and his wife leaving. <laughs> no joke. They are walking down the hallway, and they are the two ha like you would have thought. Not only did he win the fight, but they won a jackpot. They were the happiest people in the world. 
<laughs> smiling, laughing. He was in the ring for a minute 58, took a decent shot, but for, oh, my, it, it blows my mind. Like, that fight was rigged. I feel so bad for anybody that bet a lot on Ben Askren. You got absolutely hoodwinked. By the way, great movie. Um, <laughs> Dude, seriously. So good. We love that movie. Oh, we do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 2019, he had just a kind of a lot of even trades. I had one that was entitled very good. And then one that was very bad. So the very good one, absolute home run. He traded with Zach Dykstra. We went over this before he got Michael Thomas and a first rounder, Michael Thomas and a first for Julian Edelman, Baker Mayfield and two seconds. Rough. Yep. Rough. Yep. Um, otherwise some, some even trades, like we talked about, uh, he got DK Metcalf in, in, in a trade, basically got that rookie pick, but he gave up a lot to get him. So I I think it it ended up being pretty balanced. Uh, the one that I thought was a loss, uh, turned out to be, he acquired Jordan Howard and a third for Irv Smith and a second Jordan Howard ended up Mm. doing jack squat, nothing for him. And, uh, we, we kind of know how that one turned out, but here we go. I'm going to throw it over to you, Noah, but in my opinion, 2020 was just a massive year for him in trades. I only have one trade where I feel like he lost and it wasn't even that big of a deal. So Noah, give it to me. Okay. 2020, he made 11 trades. I have two trades where I thought he lost. Okay. But neither of them are that bad. Yeah. So the two that I have that he lost is when he received Drew Brees and he gave DeYoung Matthew Stafford. That was my one. And the other one is when he received Corey Davis and gave up Curtis Samuel in a second. Yeah. Also, not a huge deal. I, feel like it, I do it, think he loses a little it's bit. It's to be determined a little bit for me, yeah. But I thought about yeah. that one. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, The good ones... When he got, it's kind of a big one, but I thought he won when he got Matthew Stafford, Darren Waller, Devontae Parker, James Robinson, uh, Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon, and Jake Cozier got Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, Dak Prescott, a second round pick, and JD McKissick. Um, and ah, man, I know we've already talked about it, I think a few times, but when, when he got the 108 this year, uh, well, can we go back to that last big trade? That's fine. Like, That's fine. Yeah. That was September twelfth, right before the season started. Like it was like a couple weeks before the season started. Yes, sir. So James Robinson, like we didn't even think he was gonna have the job yet. And Parker, we were kind of unsure about. Melvin Gordon's at a new spot. Darren Waller had those new rookies coming in, so we thought he was taking yep. a step down. Like I, I yeah, J- James Robinson. It was like at that point, I think if I remember correctly, it was like, yeah, like they actually like this guy. James Robinson. Yeah. You know, the undrafted guy. They like him. He might be the starter. But, I mean. Well, there was also for the Jags. Like, we're like, this team's going to suck. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure both me and you favored Jay Cozier's side for this. Because we loved Allen more than Parker. Yep. We thought we loved Prescott more than Stafford. Um, Yep. And then we thought. Leonard Fournette in the second was was better than than Waller and and James Robinson and Gordon just because we thought Waller was going to go t- take a tick down and Gordon and Robinson wouldn't really do much but dang did this like this trade absolutely changed and kick started like it changed the league Jayco's year absolutely Jayco's year fell from grace and and Vis took a huge step up massive trade absolutely yeah you're right you're right. Um, the one I was just going to say is when Viss got the eventual 108 this year and he gave Balkama odd and Tate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. That one's rough. Um, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> I, th- I think we've talked about that already. How did but... that happen? Um, and the last one I have, which is a good one for him is when he got Josh Allen and a third round pick in 2020. And he gave Bulkama Carson Wentz a first and a fourth. Uh, not not like super uneven, but I do think this wins in that one. Yep. I had uh, the only other ones I had would be uh, he got a second for Jack Doyle from Jay Cozier. 
because Jake Hozier was desperate for a tight end because uh, I believe it was Zach Ertz was doing terrible and injured. So a, a second is just so good for a mediocre to garbage tight end. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the last one I had was was the Devontae Adams, which basically I'll, I'll take out all the fluff. Is basically Adams for the 112, 212, and Cortland Sutton. Would you trade Cortland Sutton this year's 112, 212 for Devontae Adams? For for me, it's a no brainer. Like I want I take Adams. And, and this is obviously like we gotta remember, this is before this last year. So Cortland Sutton yep. never played hardly. I think he played like half a game. And then Devontae Adams was the wide receiver one. That is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So so that yeah. I, I really did. Devontae Adams is actually like the opposite version of David Montgomery. We're like, I you said that that David Montgomery is like that photo at a restaurant or like the McDonald's drive-through <laughs> where it looks so yeah. good and you get it and it's just lackluster. Devontae Adams is like going to the deep south and you go to like one of those hole-in-the-wall barbecue joints that just look like there's no way this passed yes. health like health inspection and safety codes. And then you go in there. Not only is the is the the food dirt cheap, like it's eight bucks for a rack of ribs. And they, they give it to you on tinfoil, and you're like, okay. But then you bite into it, and you're like, this is the freaking dang best rack of ribs I have ever tasted in my life. How? Who made this? And it's like, grandma on the back, she's going to shoot you if, if that secret <laughs> recipe gets out because it's dang delicious. That's Devontae Adams. Every time people trade for him, they get the better end of the deal. Every time. Yeah. Devontae Adams has been a steal for like three or four trades. Yeah. How are we this backwards? You're not wrong. Montgomery is getting more in trades than Adams. Oh, boy. <laughs> How are we doing this? And, and I'm part of this. I'm one of the people. Oh. We're all idiots. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so then uh, we already said this year he has the 412. Um, and I'm guessing as a repeat guy, he's not trading known players to get draft picks. So I have a doubtful. I have a feeling unless there's like one of his favorite sleepers falls to like the third or fourth round, um, I don't see him making any waves and staying up. He's just going to stay at four twelve. Uh, so what do you have then for him and his current roster for his future? What do you think? Well, his strengths he has a great starting roster. Um, his wide receiver core is absolutely stacked. Yeah. Um, his yeah. running back depth is definitely lacking, even though Melvin Gordon did kind of surprise with his production. Yep. Um, but outside of that, there's not much there as far as running back. Can, can we be um, honest that he had the reverse luck of you last offseason? So yeah. do you yeah. recall last yeah. offseason where every one of I your do, running Eric. backs – Yes. Either got in a worse spot or like got replaced, like every single yep. one of your running backs. And yep. Cam Akers to the Rams <laughs> just wrecked me during. Oh, that wrecked oh, me. It, it was just the craziest thing. And here's Zach Viss, Mr. Champ. He's got James Robinson and Chris Carson, two guys that everybody was so unsure of. And right now they are looking so pretty. How? Yeah. How does he do it? Gosh, that's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. Montgomery goes down. Damian Williams steps up. <laughs> Dude, it could happen. Yeah. Oh Josh Allen, solid. Darren Waller, it does not look like his role's changing in the offense. We thought it was going to go down, but it, it, it it's not. It's we were not. super wrong about that. <sighs> yeah, he he's going to be yeah. a stud. Um I don't know. If I were him, I would try to trade maybe one of his assets to get up in the draft. Um, but he doesn't. Wait, have what are you to. saying? Like get up in the first round? Yeah. Yeah. But why? He's trying to repeat to make it interesting. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing better than just sound advice. Just make it interesting. Like that. Nothing's more sound than that. 
You know there's one guy. There's got to be one guy on his team that everybody else loves, but he's like, eh, I just feel like he's going to go downhill. And then somebody in the draft will be just sexy enough for him to go after it. Yeah, I, I'm. if I was a betting man, I would I would bet a lot of money saying that Zach Viss does not do anything in the first two rounds of the draft. I don't yeah. know. I, I I think he's got to stay down pat, and then uh, if he can, try to make a move for another running back or just pray that things stay good for him. I will say, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky guy for him is Jamal Williams. I uh, Swift hasn't been the, the most healthy guy, and even with Swift there, I think Jamal Williams can do some work, and he can be that fill-in flex guy. So I... Yeah, I'm with you. Outside of running back, the running back could could definitely use a little bit of a boost, but his team is just so good. It's so solid. It'll be interesting to see what Corey Davis does too. Be interesting. Don't don't wish that upon me. Denzel Mims needs to be the boy. He's the guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this just to. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. Uh, I think. Uh, We'll be, we'll be podcasting again next week, and there probably won't be any trades, honestly. I think people are kind of just anxious and waiting to see what happens in the NFL draft. And then after the draft, when we kind of get some ideas, uh, Drake will finally look at some some rookies and see and know their names. Uh, Two hours before the draft. <laughs> and then just draft the number one QB late in the second, like the <laughs> rat he is. Uh, yeah, I think then we'll see some trades happen. Gosh, dang it, that kid. How'd he do it? How'd... He's going to text me, like, the day before the NFL draft. Dude, what the heck? Why is there no 2020 tape on Jamar Chase? Like, why does everybody <laughs> like this guy so much? How is he number one? He didn't even freaking play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one thing, too. Um, I don't, uh, like, Sleeper has been saying quite a bit of stuff. Like, I follow them on Twitter. And it sounds like there's going to be a lot of changes in the next week or two to both the just like the platform in general, but also to their computer platform, which is well oh, okay. needed. Um, yeah, seriously. But one of the things that is just so bad that if it doesn't change, please do not use this for your rookie draft. Like I know this this only helps you guys and hurts me, but it's their it's their rankings. Like if you look at their rankings, have you seen it, Noah? Yeah, it's bad. Their rankings are terrible. Um, yeah, like they're they're at least in, relatively in a ballpark, but they basically just go off of ADP and and they're just they fluctuate so much and they're just wonky. I saw it earlier last week. Pat Fryermuth was the one hundred six in their rankings. What, what what are we? Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? He's ahead of Jamar Chase. So yeah, please do your homework. Do your own studying. Do like on the side, make your queue and have that be your rankings. That's what that's what I'm doing. Um, that way you don't get bamboozled. You can make good decisions, and you're you're not, yeah, you're not sideswiped by sleepers' bad rankings. They they say they're going to change them this week and adjust them and try to make them relatively good. So we'll kind of wait and hope for that. But yeah, just a little tidbit. Um. Yeah, I think that's – oh, oh, I was curious about this. So I don't know if you guys – how many of you have heard of this, but it's been something that I've always wanted to do, and I think we kind of have the perfect league for it. Um, and it's like it is an extra fantasy league, but it's a set it and forget it. You you draft, and then you never touch it. It's called best ball. Um, mm-hmm. No, you've heard of best ball. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't heard, it's basically like it's a longer, deeper draft, and you can slow draft it, which is really easy. Um, And you basically draft your guys, and you never trade anybody. You can't add or drop. It's just your roster for the season. And basically each week you have your matchup just like normal, but the computer takes your best roster possible at each position, and that's how it's scored. Um, and so it's really cool cause you just, it's basically who is the best drafter. Um, and obviously injuries can really screw people over, but, um, yeah, I would, I, I would love to do one of those for free or if we all put in five bucks and winner takes all. Uh, but that's one of the things that sleeper on Twitter said 
would be available for this year for this next year they're gonna love that. they're gonna allow um they're gonna have a platform for best ball leagues so yeah if people are interested i think it'd be a blast it's literally lo- like no maintenance you just get an extra uh, you get an extra fantasy football draft in your season and then you just get to watch it and i think it could even add a little bit of trash talk a little bit of trash talk to our league which is it's always fun but yeah anything for you know no that's it man that's it all right well if you want travis etn i'll take cd lamb and your 109 <laughs> stop <laughs> stop <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, next up on the docket, we got Zach Viss, the champ. This is Eddie and Eric with an error. It is Clay, not Zach. Back to the action. And then Jay Cozier, which... Jay Cozier, I don't think you listen to this, so... What are you doing, man? <laughs> You're never going to hear this, but it's all right. We, uh, we hope you do. Have a good week, my brother. And uh, I believe it's your wife's birthday this weekend. So enjoy hanging out with her and celebrating. Thank you, man. See ya.